Welcome to Horse Bites, your go-to source for keeping up with the show-jumping world. This week, we saw the penultimate leg of the Western European World Cup League in Bordeaux, which according to last year's rankings was the seventh toughest class of the year, and this year proved to be similar. Another four-star out on the grass in Wellington, Thermal moved up a star for their first four-star of the season, and Valencia and Sharia both boasting three stars. We have a great show for you this week where we are going to take a look at typical clear rates in five-star Nations Cups and break down the new Longines League of Nations format for team jumping so you can enjoy this week's debut to its fullest. But first, let's take a look at this past week's big winners. Biggest winner of the week out of the CSI five-star World Cup in Bordeaux was Isminka and Steve Gerda winning over 80,000 euros. After a relentless first round, Steve was first to go in the jump off and set the winning pace that no one could catch. The CSI four-star in Wellington saw Emerald Van Voorhoff and Paul O'Shea top only a three-horse jump off after a very long and challenging first round. Connor Swale picked up another win in Thermal at the four-star with his longtime partner, the 17-year-old Count Me In. And Laura Rennick and Enjoy CKZ was only one of two double clears to take the win at the three-star in Valencia. Welcome back to Showstopper, presented by Equiratings. It's a big week for the evolution in team show jumping competition as the FEI is launching its new series, the Longines League of Nations. Although the format is new, it's always valuable to take a look back at historical Nations Cup clear round rates to get a sense of what we might expect to unfold this week in Abu Dhabi. Normally, in five-star CSIO Nations Cup formats, we see an average clear round rate of just over 30% for horse rider combinations. That's certainly on the high side for five-star jumping, which is generally more around 25% clear rounds. Perhaps this is because Nations Cups are typically curated selections of horses and riders that are currently peaking for each nation, making for a stronger quality across the field. In terms of team jumping, Europe Division I, primarily Western Europe, is historically the strongest across the board. With a clear round rate of 33% in 2023 and nearly 70% of combinations finishing with four faults or less. It will be very interesting to see with the new Longines League of Nations, whom Chef de Keeps choose to field their inaugural teams, and if these clear rates remain similar for the 2024 season. The US and the Netherlands, for example, are sending slightly less experienced teams with younger athletes, while Team Sweden is sending a super strong team with some heavy hitters, including world number one, Henrik von Eckermann. With Nations Cup clear rates typically above the average five-star Grand Prix rate, It'll be fascinating to see if that holds true for this week's League of Nations. Make sure to tune in and keep track of those clears and may the best team win. And stay tuned to Showstopper each week to get insight and analysis on our ever-evolving sport. Also, don't miss Showstopper stories on Wednesdays for a complete analysis of the past week's winners. Horse Bites, presented by Karina Brez Jewelry. This week's Weekly Wonder, we're talking about the Longines League of Nations, or LLN series. The FEI has, yet again, devised a new format for team jumping competition, and it's debuting this week in Abu Dhabi. Instead of the former Division I Nations Cup series, which saw 15 eligible teams, six competitions, and the final, 
This year, we're going to see 10 teams battle it out over four competitions across the globe for eight qualifying spots in the finals in Barcelona. Here are the basics. Top 10 teams calculated by a formula based on the combined points of each national federation's six best athletes of at least which one must be a U25 athlete on the Longines ranking. This season we'll see Ireland, USA, France, Germany, Switzerland, Great Britain, Netherlands, Belgium, Sweden, and Brazil make up the initial lineup. There will be four qualifying events and one final. All teams must compete at the four events, and eight of the ten will qualify for the final in Barcelona come October. Abu Dhabi will be the lead-off event, then Ocala at the end of March, St. Gallen in May, and Rotterdam in June. The FEI is committed to highlighting team show jumping and says the new format has a focus on simplicity, but there are few rules that are different from the traditional Nations Cup format we should cover. First, four horse rider combinations will jump the first round with a drop score, as usual. Then, three combinations will jump the second round with no drop score, so no margin for error and some of penalties across both rounds will decide the final ranking. Biggest change is having all the teams compete at the same four events and no drop score in the second round. The order of riders can change between rounds within the nation's rotation, but the teams will start in reverse order of penalties from the first round with only eight teams returning for round two. At no point can a horse be substituted, similar to past Nations Cup competitions. And if a team is qualified for round two, but one of their riders was disqualified from round one, they will still be permitted to jump round two, if so chosen by the chef to keep. And if there is a tie, a jump off will take place where any of the four initial riders can participate with only one rider from each team jumping. And lastly, the money. Each qualifying event will offer 700,000 euros in prize money and a whopping 1.6 million on offer at the Barcelona final. Plus, a few big bonuses will be awarded. To the best individual performances at the final, 200,000. To the best athlete who jumped the most clears throughout the season, 40,000. Rookie of the season, 20,000, plus a five-star wild card to an event of the FEI's choosing. Chef to keep of the winning team from the final, 15,000. Horse owner of the horse with the most clears from the qualifiers, trophy, and five-star wild card. Not sure why the people who put the most money into our sport don't get rewarded with a cash prize, but that's a question for the FEI. And of course, all of the grooms of the winning LLN final team, 5,000 per groom. In preparation for this coming Sunday's event, I think the strongest teams to look out for will be Sweden with some heavy hitters, last year's winners with Germany sending a top group of riders and horses, the Brazilians fielding a strong team hot off the heels of their Olympic qualification, and Ireland sending a sharp squad. The US, UK, and the Dutch are sending younger, less experienced squads, and as Dutch chef to keep Jos Lansing has said, we strive for top performance, so as far as possible, our teams will be a balanced mix of the best experienced combinations and a number of young, talented riders or horses. An interesting approach, and perhaps a way to develop some up-and-comers in the sport, while saving their top combinations for either a more convenient leg, or perhaps not making this new series a priority. The hopes are certainly high for the new series, with the FEI investing a lot of time and effort to revamp team jumping in our sport. But it will remain to be seen how important individual countries weigh the series, especially coming into an Olympic year where the Games is certainly taking precedence for most teams. So the takeaway is this. 
new simplified format, basically the same sport, good money, a lot of travel, and yet no one seems to be taking it that seriously, at least not yet. But be sure to tune in on Sunday to see how the LLN unfolds in real time. I know at least I'll be watching. And before we conclude for the week, let's take a look at some of the wild things to keep your spirits up. <coughs> All right, looks like first thing up is from Florida. He's going for the long one in the speed, trying to get there. Oh my God, to the skinny end. <laughs> Just doesn't leave the ground at the long one. Look at this. Oh, that's a pop chip. And there he gets jumped loose. Here's another angle. Oh my God, he's going for it. Look at that, hanging off the side like a rag doll. Oh, look at this. This is amazing. This is out of Ocala. And the guy is jumping meter 30. He doesn't have a bridle on. The horse, look at this. Great expression, horse's ears forward. He just has a neck strap. That is incredibly impressive. And look at this. Oh, he's looking like he's doing some dancing. He is having a good time there. He throws his hand up. And what is this? This isn't jumping. This is, I don't know what this is. This is a cow jumping on his own because he wants to. Look at this, he just keeps turning and jumping the jumps and he's kind of a good jumper. All right, those were your wild things of the week. Do you guys have any funny, crazy videos you want to share with us? Please send us your home videos and get an opportunity to be featured on Wild Things. That's a wrap on this week's top highlights. Catch us next week for a look at the most prolific winners from last year and some interesting conversations around the shoes or barefoot trend permeating the farrier industry at the moment. And remember to meet us here every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Central European time, noon's Eastern Standard, and stay tuned wherever you get your socials for constant updates and clips from our show. Drop your comments below and we'll be sure to answer as many as we can. And follow along all the action as it unfolds here on Horse Bites, your go-to source for keeping up with the show jumping world. Hey guys, Flying Feathers here. Follow us wherever you get your socials and be a part of the Horse Bites community.